Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms. Feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss? Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Today we're discussing a not-so-royal Christmas deep in the heart of Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas series. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, please follow us on Instagram. We can be found at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Jump into our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash Girls Gone Hallmark. I just let a few more people in over the weekend. Hmm. I don't know how they're finding it other than this. More listeners. Yes. And if you want more from us, you can always join our Patreon community for the bargain price of $5 a month. Y'all, you can't get anything for $5, but you can (laughs) get a Patreon subscription. It supports all of our podcasts. We produce four bonus podcast episodes over there. It's like hanging out with your two best friends. We'd love for you to join us. And if you want to check it out and see if it's something you're interested in, you can get a full week completely free. Patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. Hey, let's talk some Hallmark news and notes. Tell me. A couple things coming up from the network. They did drop their January schedule. We are getting four Hallmark brand new movies. Oh, wow. They do not slow down. No, I, I kind of was thinking, I, I know you we'll did. Get two. Maybe we'll get two. I know you did. And mm-hmm. I said, no way. No way. If they kept the train on the tracks for 40 movies, we're getting four new movies on the Hallmark channel. We are also getting a brand new mystery. The mystery is titled True Justice Family Ties. Hmm. Wait a minute. That sure sounds a lot like that DNA movie. Family history, mysteries, buried past. Yes. Sounds nothing like that. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> not a single word is the same. <laughs> Maybe I thought it was rhyming the same. Mm. Whatever. Mm. Is that on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries in January? Indeed, it will be. Do we know who's in it yet? Catherine McNamara is in it. From she plays a law student on a mission to demonstrate her brother's wrongful conviction. Oh, hey. Right? This is a nice twist on the mystery franchise. Hey. And I like that she's a law student, not like a baker who likes to solve crimes yeah. on the side. <laughs> I am excited about this potential new franchise. I assume every mystery is a potential new franchise. And of course, we have The Way Home, which we discussed last week. It does drop season two. On Sunday, January 21st. So lots coming from the network. You can read about the entire lineup on our website, MeganandWendy.com. We also have a little bit of February news. During the movies this weekend, there was a little Chiron running across the bottom of the screen that said, Love you, Ari, heart, Jane Austen. Yeah. Are we getting a full movie, full slate of Jane Austen-inspired movies? Or are we just getting Paging Mr. Darcy starring Cindy Busby? 
with it is yet to be seen. You know, Hallmark likes to hold on to that news till the very last minute. But Paging Mr. Darcy is the third Mr. Darcy movie, the first Unleashing Mr. Darcy, followed by Marrying Mr. Darcy. Those dropped in 2016 and 2018, respectively. Whoa. They did star Cindy Busby alongside Ryan Pavey. But all signs point to Ryan Pavey being not involved in this movie. Was he Mr. Darcy? He had to have been the love interest, obviously. Okay, but there's yes, no indi- Donovan Darcy. So there's no indication that he's going to be in this third movie. Correct. There were a number of signs that while she is on set, he is not. And he is, in fact, very obviously elsewhere. They have not made any comments about the new Mr. Darcy or why he would not be there. We'll wait for an official announcement. Oh, boy. I don't know how I feel about a whole slate of Jane Austen-inspired movies. Well, let's see what we actually end up getting from them. Okay. Let's hear a synopsis for A Not-So-Royal Christmas. Tabloid journalist Charlotte attempts to land an interview with a reclusive count. In response, the royal family has a groundskeeper pose as the count since the real one fled years ago. I have a question. Would you rather a whole month of Austin movies or a whole month <laughs> of royal movies? That's that's a hard that decision. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Two genres that are really not my jam. Mm. Let's do some news and notes about okay. a not-so-royal Christmas. This movie was filmed in Ontario, Canada, not in Scandinavia, obviously. Norden is a fictional country, but they didn't even they didn't even try. Well, I had to ask Megan. I was like, Norden's not real, right? <laughs> Wendy, whose <laughs> husband's family is Scandinavian. <laughs> but, I mean, they're from, like, Copenhagen. So, you know, I know that's real. I don't, <laughs> I don't claim to be an expert. Jonathan Wright directed this movie. His 23 directing credits are mostly Hallmark and include both A Royal Nanny and Jolly Good Christmas from 2023. I guess he likes working with Will Kemp. I wonder if the directors have any say on who I'm sure is they're cast. a part of the casting. I'm certain. You know, a little side note here. I was DMing with Jeff Beasley over the weekend. Hmm. He was uh, the director for the Santa Summit because I love those actresses that were in that movie. Do you recall a couple of weeks ago? I was like, we need to start a petition for Amy Greening and Stephanie Sai. Exactly. And he's like, look at me pulling those names. I'm impressed. And he DM'd and he was like, yes, I would totally love both of them to be my leading lady. And I was like, do we need to rope Penny Perry into this conversation? Because she does all the like, um, not staffing, casting, casting for these movies, a lot of them. And um, he's like, yes. And I'm like, yeah, 2024, let's do it. And he was like, yeah, like back and forth. And so anyway, I was, um, how great would Amy Graining and Maddie Finocchio be on screen together? Both a little unique and kooky i think it might be magical pairing yes let me let me slide into his (laughs) hands with that one i mean hire us we have ideas guys yes (laughs) likes a royal movie likes will camp likes a a fake british setting did you notice all the british accents in this non-uk set film i have a note about that later all right. This movie was written by Anna White. She has 20 TV movie writing credits, which are mostly Hallmark and Hallmark-esque movies. You know what I mean by that. Yep. But she's also written Cheer Camp Killer and Killer Cheer Mom. I believe Killer Cheer Mom I've seen and might star one Denise Richards. 
Oh. Let me pull it up. How good am I? Did you pull that out? That's Denise Richards? Be careful. Yes. Yes, this is Denise Richards. 18 suspects her new stepmother in sabotaging other students from joining the squad. Stars Denise Richards. She's trying to get her stepdaughter on the squad. So she's like Tanya Harding, these other girls. Yes. yes. Wow, I am impressed that you pulled that out of the ball. I like these kind of movies. I know you do. So shout out Anna White. I've seen your other stuff. <laughs> Brooke Dorsey stars as Charlotte. Brooke's first Hallmark movie was titled Miss Christmas in 2017 and has been a staple for the network ever since. She was the lead on Royal Pains on uh, the USA Network and has had a multi-episode arc on Two and a Half Men and also played Dead Deb in Drop Dead Diva. I love that series. I've never seen it. It is currently in syndication on the Hallmark. I'll, I'll look for it when I have time. Add it to your friendly queue. I will. Will Kemp plays Adam Pedersen. This isn't Will's first royal role on Hallmark as he appeared in Royal Matchmaker for the network in 2018, which launched his Hallmark career. Roy Lewis plays Sir Gustus. Roy has 42 acting credits, including six TV Christmas movies and the Chris Farley movie, Tommy Boy, R.I.P. Roy was left off of the IMDb account. The IMDb was slim, slim, but never you fear did the deep diving and found some of our other stars here. Because we do research, guys. Ding! Name that callback. Taylor Love plays Kirsten. Taylor has 22 acting credits, but this is her first Hallmark movie. She could previously be seen in the TV series Shelved, Summer Memories, and The Most Dangerous Game. She's a Canadian actress who is British and Jamaican. Hmm. So I wonder if these are Canadian series. Yes, I've not heard of either Mm. of those. Are you ready for a first impression of A Not-So-Royal Christmas? Yes. Go for it. Oh, no. A relationship begins with lies. Lots of lies. I don't know if we've discussed this here on the podcast, but I was digging back through some old episodes, and we used to have a segment in our podcast called, uh-oh. Mm. Oh, this this movie really called for, uh-oh. Mm. My first impression is, do these people not have Google? <laughs> because it would have taken one second to figure out that Charlotte was not who she said she was. Oh, sure. But even like the count too, like, is this so under wraps? The royal family has not, like the dude fled. The original count fled. They've kept it a secret for four years. Come on. Come on. The tiny town of Norden, the few people that roamed the halls never saw the count. It's time to talk about what we liked about a not so royal Christmas. You're looking at me. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay, so I've seen a lot of feedback that people didn't really like this movie. Mm. While I didn't hate it, I also found it kind of forgettable. I'm with you. Okay. It, to me, felt very classic Hallmark formula. Mm. You know, we have like lots of lies and the random friend to confide in and like misunderstandings. So yeah, I agree. So I also didn't hate this movie. I don't think it's a particularly strong offering. And there are some low budget moments that were hard to take, but I did find it completely watchable. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like throwing things at the television. I've been there before. 
But here's the reason why I found it watchable. Brooke and Will save this movie for me. Oh, okay. I find them both very likable on screen. And so I found it easy to forgive a fairly weak storyline because they're charming and fun to watch and pretty. And they have a nice connection on camera. I agree. And therefore, it was a fine way to spend. I agree with you. I Obviously, Brooke and Will are very beautiful together. They make a nice pair. Mm. I thought they had some very nice banter and chemistry. I mean, these are two seasoned. Well, she's definitely a seasoned actor. I know he's not super new to the game, but like. No, no, no. But very good together. I I do wish the story was better. I Certainly. I know we're in our liked category. <laughs> <laughs> Spilling over. <laughs> well, it is kind of muddy for me because, like, there's parts of this movie that I found somewhat enjoyable and then some that I just – I had a hard time, like, believing or getting into or if it's just the royal genre that I don't really enjoy. So, yeah, I have a lot to say about that. For me, there were two scenes that stood out as being non-classically Hallmark. Can I share them? Mm. One was they shared a moment. I think I believe it was like after some misunderstanding and she says, I was falling for you. And I was like, hallelujah, at least it's not some BS. I loved you, you know, or whatever. So I think I'm falling for you or I was having feelings for you is a very appropriate feeling to have when you guys have just met. Secondly, at the end, when they were dancing at their like the royal ball or whatever nonsense they're at, they both say, I'm sorry to each other. Yeah. And I don't feel like we get a lot of apologies in movies. Mm. Like we certainly don't get like, I'm sorry I did this to you or I'm sorry I did this to you. I bumped on the appropriate feeling exchange as well during that final dance scene when they talk about the fact that she's going to stay on mm -hmm. in Norden and get her degree they make a comment like, oh, we can spend some more time together. It's not, oh, which is great because I love you. I love you. Let's get married. Move yeah. into the castle. Yeah. It was very much like, oh, we can get to know each other better now that we're going to live in the same place. Speaking of moving into the castle, please correct me. I know at the end, spoiler if you haven't watched, they name him the honorary. honorary. Yeah. So what does that mean? That's unclear. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. I don't want to give him a job description. I did think there were some funny lines. I particularly liked when, I want to call him Fergus, but his name's Jensen. Jensen, yes. <laughs> when Jensen and Adam are in a bar. Yes. Yes, I have that in my note, too. And he takes off his glasses and tries to hide. He's like, what are you, Superman? Oh, that was so funny. Really funny. I loved that line. And Will Kemp in glasses. Welcome to the Hallmark Honks in Glasses Club, yes, sir. Yes, for sure. Uh, in that same scene, I really enjoyed Jensen, like when uh, Adam introduces Jensen to Charlotte, and he says, like, he, this is my personal security guard or something <laughs> like that. And he did turn on the, like, royal bit. I thought it was yeah. quite charming and funny. I did enjoy some of the traditions that were shared. Ooh. I'm not sure about all of them, but the rice pudding game is definitely one that my Scandinavian family partakes in each year mm -hmm. where you eat the rice pudding and there's an almond in it and when you find the almond you win a prize you win a marzipan pig yep i don't know these are and who's responsible for the procuring of the marzipan pig 
My mother-in-law. So she brings it, or you, she has it at her house. She has it. It's like a, as big as my hand. It's not like a no, no. I understand loaf of bread. Um, <laughs> yes, and she also makes the rice pudding, and then she puts the almond. Girl, s- are you eating rice pudding on Christmas Eve and waking up with a stomachache on Christmas morning? I don't eat it because the first year I had it, I had the flu right after, and it's just one of those smell associations. That never- That's like me and baked chicken. My husband would bake chicken when I had horrific morning sickness Mm. i cannot bake chicken can't do it (laughs) i feel bad i mean it's been 25 years and i'm like sorry i'm not having that i'll I'll eat the twinkies i brought for dessert for myself whatever you know (laughs) do you bring twinkies for christmas no i was just trying to think of something that was the first thing that came to your mind i love it okay bring a cake sometimes i bring cupcake whatever anyway uh will kemp did discuss several of these traditions also on his twitter and these are real traditions the nisei the hiding of the gnomes is a genuine tradition not made up for this movie and the krum kaka is a i assumed it meant crumb cake yeah but no it means curved cake it's kind of like a like a, a slim waffle yeah. Rolled into a cone. I wasn't familiar with that. Let's talk wishes. Okay. I need to talk about royal movies. Okay, go ahead. I think they need to let it go. <laughs> and here's why. Okay. Part of the appeal of the royals is the opulence. Mm-hmm. They don't got the budget for opulence. Yeah, okay. It falls flat for me. Also, we seem there's a constant case of mistaken identity in these royal movies. Mm-hmm. It's happened over and over. Hello, Netflix is the Christmas Prince series. That's the whole premise of the first movie there as well. Stop it. I'm done. I thought you were a fan of royal movies. No. I always thought that you were. No. I'm a fan of actual royals. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of Bobo royals. Okay. So you think Hallmark should stop making these movies then? I think everybody should stop making these. Oh, movies. everybody. We have Princess Diaries. It's been done to perfection. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. Okay. What other story are you going to tell? What? Hey, we don't need it. So if they want to share a story that evokes opulence, if you can do it, do it well, but do it differently. Stop with the like... We've gotten it. We've gotten it a lot of times where we have princes pretending to be like the commoner. I mean, yeah. Even coming to America is the same thing, yeah. right? Like <laughs> it's always like either a prince pretending not to be a prince, or someone pretending to be a prince, or someone pretending to be. Oh, whoops! I'm the nanny, and all of a sudden, no. It, if you can take mistaken identity out of it, and if you can make it feel genuine, like that tiny little dining room where they had that dinner with the king. Yeah. No. No. Well, I am curious what the listeners think here. I would agree with you. I don't like a royal movie. I don't have any interest in it whatsoever. Mm. But I do think maybe fans of Hallmark uh, look forward to royal movies because they are fantasy for us. It feels wonderful and special and magical. Yeah, if they could do it so that yeah, they Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I hear what it. you're saying, that it's not being done well, so stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This movie was not what I hoped for. Tell me. When I – I remember reading the synopsis when all the movies were announced, and I was like, this stood out to me because I thought the family was going to hire some, like, goofball, hapless dude to play this count, right? Mm-hmm. But instead we get – Will Kemp as Adam, who's this like all around great guy who really cares about the town and the people, of course, like he's going to fit that role of 
the count. I was like, in my mind, just envisioning like some real like doofus. And they try to chip shape him up into like being a count. Yeah, even when you look at the way Will carries himself, Will's a dancer. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of grace about the way that he moves. Holds himself from the core. Yeah. The way he was sitting at the piano even. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he's not Adam Sandler stumbling into the royal family That's accidentally. That's what I wanted. Okay. That's what I wanted. I wanted, like, showing, like, you know. The Maddie Finocchio That would have been Duke. perfect. No, We love Maddie. No shade to Maddie, but, like, yes, that kind of character. The physical comedy of it all. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I like that a lot. You know what I wished is that somebody would have recognized Adam on the street and been like, Adam, hey, man, nice to see you. His mother is apparently like the town baker that everybody knows and loves. Right. He's the groundskeeper at this palace. Yes. He grew up there. I mean, I know he's been gone, but you know what these small towns are like. Yeah. And he, his mother had photos of him. I'm mm-hmm. sure all of the locals are like, hey, Patty, when's Adam coming to town? I know it's not her name, but <laughs> it is fully unbelievable to me that he could just yes. be cruising around town at all of these town events. Yes. And not a single person other than Jensen knows who he is. That is one of my wishes as well, that the, there were these silly moments like that maybe the writers didn't think through. Like, of course Adam's going to run into her. They're in a small town. Mm. Maybe they should have put him in hiding. Like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Wait till she's not there anymore, and then he can go back and be with the common folk. This is one of my wishes. This, this is those silly moments that, like, I don't really enjoy. When they're in the bar... And he's trying to sneak away, and he runs into the server with a tray, yeah. right? Makes this big commotion. And then you see Charlotte, like, in the background, like, very invested. Like, what's happening? What's this big commotion over there? And I felt, like, secondhand embarrassment because I was, like, I'm always the person, like, don't stare. Like, if something were to happen in a restaurant, like, if somebody dropped something, I'd be, like, don't stare. That's rude. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. But here she is, like, what's happening over there? Oh, my God. What did you know? It's Adam the Count. She's got her reporter pants on. Totally. Mm -hmm. I just was, like, This is all unbelievable to me. You ready for did you see that? Sure. I have a few. Okay. Um, At Rachel Reviews on Twitter pointed out that Brooke's dress is green in the movie, but blue on the poster. Damn you. That's my one of my notes. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice it yourself? I did notice it. As I was putting my notes together and was looking on IMDb, I was like, oh, that's the dress she wore. But on the poster, it's blue. And now if you look at the poster, the the whole color scheme of the poster leans more blue. Yep. They could have changed that. Like, his royal sash that he's wearing is blue. It would have been much easier. They needed Keith costumes on the case because it would have been much easier to make his sash have, like, a hint of green to be complementary of her dress. Or even just changing the background and giving it more green tones would have made that green dress work. It's it's an odd choice to me. I agree. And I did notice, actually, in the scene when she arrives at the ball, she's in the green gown is stunning. stunning the color of it is beautiful and it pops on screen because everything else is very like dark yeah so i mean it was a choice but then like they take this stunning green dress and then they change it blue for the poster a little one when tony terrible tony is at the bnb he's talking about the able skeevers which i know i'm saying wrong oh that's another thing we eat a lot of in my danish family too um, able skeevers you're saying it fine it was funny. If you did, you have closed caption. That's what I'm going to tell you. 
the captions wrote eyeball fevers. I noticed that too. And then she does say it. She kind of corrects him. Yes. But even when she said it, my husband who was watching goes, that's not not how you say it. (laughs) I mean, but like we're Americans and we say able skeevers. It's probably not the correct pronunciation of it. Close enough. For me. I have a couple more, but I don't want to steal all of yours. No, I just have one more. Did the mom have an accent? His mom at all? Like at the end, I was oh, like, I don't think so. I she don't. American. Well, I don't understand why all these people have British accents if they're in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. My very good friend's husband is from Norway. They met in Norway. He has an accent. Mm-hmm. His family has come to visit. They have accents. They're not British. No, they're. <laughs> it's very different than a British. Yes, yes, for sure. But I. This is those things where I think Hallmark makes these movies, and they're like. Let's just let that one slide because they're like, we just got to make him sound a little bit European. Exactly. Two more. Did you see that? There's a moment where Charlotte is outside of a building and she is talking to Kirsten. And every time Kirsten has like an actual physical building behind her. And when they turn to Charlotte, she's got this (laughs) horrific green screen behind her. Terrible. This is where the budget comes into play because they're in Ontario. They're not in Scandinavia. They need to make these like kind of bland Canadian buildings. I'm sure they're beautiful, but they're not given Scandinavia. Yeah. And it was a video green screen. I don't know if you noticed because there was like some movement, people like walking in the background. It was not great. And speaking of not great, the view outside of the office in the very beginning where Charlotte is talking to a coworker, (laughs) y'all, we're going to share it on our Instagram story. Please go there because it is a black and white image that looks like it's about 200 years old. Sleepy Kitty Paws said, do I spy Oliver Twist? Like, that is what it looks like. It's black and white. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. They're like, we have time for you to find exactly one photo. The first one you find, that's what we have the budget for. Throw it in that. I don't know who was in charge, but woof. Well, yeah. What did you rate this movie? I gave it two stars. Exactly the same. Oh, wow. You and I haven't been fully on the same page on a lot of these movies, so I'm surprised Mm. by your score. I thought you were going to be like three and a half stars. It's rough. It's rough placement because we've had so many hits. Mm. It's rough placement for this movie. I feel like Will Kemp, Brooke Dior say they deserve a better movie. Yeah, I think this was a misstep on Hallmark's part unfortunately. And sometimes I think they take these big stars and they're like, this is going to make the movie. But yeah. they can only do so much with the material they're given. I thought they did great with what they had. Yeah. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We've got more reviews coming your way all week long. So come back for those. In the meantime, you can let everybody know how much you love our podcast by leaving us a rating. On Five either- stars. Five stars. <laughs> on apple Podcasts, and you can also rate our podcast in spotify as well you can leave a written review in the apple podcast app and fun fact in spotify you can leave comments underneath each episode although you can't leave a written review for the show you can comment underneath every episode so we'd love to hear your thoughts there we'll see you tomorrow happy watching goodbye bye